That's just... the whole point. What do you yeah. think? Like people with fetishes, they're constantly going around like, I want a gag in my <laughs> mouth. Anyone got a gag on this bus? Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? Good. Fine this morning. It's a morning uh, Q&A. That's true. Rare. We're trying to push these earlier and earlier in the day because, yeah. I don't know, we feel like we're better in the morning. I feel personally like I'm better when I'm empty. Oh. Yeah. I, after I've had lunch and drinks and things have happened, Yeah. my meter goes down. Oh, that says something about your day, the progression of your day and the effect it has on your psyche. Yeah. Every morning I wake up and I think to myself, this is going to be a shitty day. <laughs> and then it's always slightly shittier. Oh, Andy, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy then. Yeah. You have the wrong attitude. We're giving people advice, so come on. You're right, you're right. Let's get to it. Lead by let's example. Help. Let's help people. Yeah, I wake up feeling great every day. <laughs> okay, let's get started on a dark note. All right, this first question is from Cat, as in the animal. <laughs> Oh, it is? It's spelled C-A-T. So it's a cat? Well. (laughs) I like this. Did you just get extra excited? I mean, I would, there's nothing I would love more than to get a Q&A question from a cat. Oh, that's true. That would be the pinnacle for you. What would that question be? It's a relationship question. Yeah. I feel like it would have something to do with the owner either neglecting them or like no. giving them too much attention, like feeling smothered. Yeah, but this is a relationship podcast. It would have to be relationship-based with another cat. I, I would think... It could that, be with their owner. It's a, look, it, it's, it's going to be a relationship-based question. Okay. And, and cats have romantic relationships just like everybody else. I don't know. When I look at cat sex, not that this is something I'm looking at all the time, I'm like, that is horrific. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think the question, if a cat wrote in to Dear Shandy, would be... Something related to the the spiked horrible penis that <laughs> that is inserted into them when they're being had sex with. Dear Shandy, hi. I've never been into listening to slash watching relationship podcasts, but I always will for Dear Shandy. Aww. Thank you, Kat. I love your content. I am a 21-year-old woman and have been dating a man, 24, on and off for three years. It was mostly on and off because we met my first year slash his last year of college, so he's had to move a couple of times for employment reasons since then. But about a year and a half ago, he moved to a city about two hours away by car from where I live, so we started seeing each other more seriously then. In February, we took a break for a few months because we just weren't seeing each other very often and our lives just weren't really matching up all that well. Late April, he reached back out and since then we have only seen each other twice. And by the way, she sent this in July. We never had the conversation about being exclusive again or anything like that, but I now am seeing that the relationship still has all of the flaws that it did before. It's just not working. I know I should end it, but I've never broken up with someone before and feel horrible anytime I just think about it. I have been broken up with three times and it was always done over text, including by him. And I know that's a shitty feeling. But my question is, how do I avoid breaking up with someone over phone slash text when we live two hours away and I know the trip wouldn't be worth it at all? Thanks, you guys. Much love, Kat. That's that's a very cat-like question. It's actually not. A cat wouldn't give a shit. They'd be like, break up? I'm going to eat him. I'm going to wait till he's asleep and I'm going to start eating him. Okay. So 
I think that before we answer this, we are going to first address the caveat that they've been already on and off for three years. They've no. broken up. It sounds like she's never done any of the breaking up. He's broken up with her via text. So that's obviously going to color our answer here. I- I'm not even sure she needs to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> So you think she should just like stop uh, replying? Can I be honest here? If yeah. there was ever a time for a power fade, it is now. Yeah, he reached back out in April. They're only two hours away from each other and they've only seen each other twice. I got to be honest again. Well, are I'm they honest, even this, in a relationship? I, I, I This is the second time I'm being honest. <laughs> I don't think they're in a relationship. I don't think there's anything to break up with. She is being way too nice and considerate of his feelings. And it's because she knows how bad it feels to receive it. So she's, I think, projecting how bad that feels and she doesn't want to cause that for anyone else. I don't think she owes him all that much here. She doesn't owe him a drive to go break up with him in person. But I don't normally I would say at least do a phone call. I don't even know if that's necessary here. I will say this about breakups counterintuitively i believe that breaking up with someone when you when you really care about them mm-hmm. and when it's not totally expected yeah. like they're like okay today you're breaking up with me right and you're like yeah yeah actually that's what i had in my schedule but i'm saying when it's when it's actually hard yeah it's harder to be the breaker upper than oh. the breaker up e it's, it's hard in a different way it's hard in a different way it's it's hard the way like doing a bungee jump is hard Yes. Like after it's over, you're like, oh, that was that was amazing. Yeah, I feel great. I, yeah. But getting broken up with is like is like finding out that you just ate some food that has a tapeworm in it, and it's going to take like six <laughs> months for the tapeworm to work through your system. And and you know that. Is yeah, that, and that there's nothing you good. can do about it. You're like, this is just going to no. Kill. It's just going to get through your intestine. Yeah. It's going to eat most of your food. You're going to get skinny. You're going to be hungry all the time. You're going to feel shitty. Yeah. And one day you're going to shit out a giant worm. Wait, and is that what happens? You shit it out. I think they're. Or I thought I thought they have to be removed. They don't have to be removed. You know that's a good that's a good point because if I was a tapeworm, I would figure out a way to not be shit out and just to live in there forever. So maybe they do have to be removed. Either way, you're looking at several months of of a real serious problem that's not life threatening. But life shittening. <laughs> but if we're applying that to their situation, I honestly don't think he's going to. And I don't mean this as a diss to you, Kat. I just think that your relationship is hardly a relationship. And I don't think he's going to be A, surprised or B, all that upset. Yeah. Anyway, my point about making that previous analogy. <laughs> Which about, one, the tapeworm? Yeah, the tapeworm. Or and the, the bungee and the bungee jumping. Jump, the whole thing. <laughs> that whole tangent was related to the fact that breaking up is generally speaking, I think... In the moment. ...more difficult than receiving a breakup Uh, in the moment. I don't know if I totally agree. I mean, you've been heartbroken, you know? For a nice person. For a person who's a piece of shit, it's honestly probably something to look forward to. (laughs) But for a nice person, I consider myself a nice person. I'm sensitive. Maybe not nice, but I'm very sensitive. And I don't like the thought of causing harm upon someone who trusts me implicitly, maybe trusts me more than anyone else. Yeah, and you've shared so much at that point. Yeah. But she's just being way too considerate. Kat, I think that this is a text. I don't think you even need to give a phone call. If you really wanted to go above and beyond and not inflict on others what you've been inflicted with, then yeah, you could do a phone call. But I think that this is like a simple, hey, you know, we, we clearly aren't seeing each other that often. A final break might be good for us expand our horizons, meet other people. Yep. To close out my tangent that never gets wrapped up. <laughs> still going. <laughs> yeah. still, it's still hanging in the breeze. sorry to interrupt. It's still not been closed. 
But my point was is that generally speaking, breaking up is a very hard thing to do. In this situation, it is not only not hard to do, but it is something you might actually have some fun with. Like this is not something that's going to ruin your day. Yeah. That's my opinion. It shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I think Kat, just hearing us talk about this, I think the fact that we are taking it so unseriously not to, you know, downplay your situation. But usually when a question is asked first, by the way, not Mm -hmm. to give away any inside baseball, Mm -hmm. but it usually means that we consider it a lighter question. This is in the light category. I agree. And it's light because number one, I don't believe this is legally a relationship. (laughs) Me neither. So therefore breaking up is not really a thing that probably needs to or legally can be done. Yeah. That being said, even if this was a legally condoned relationship, Mm -hmm. the logistics of what she's dealing with might uh, preclude a breakup in person as well. Like even if this was actually kind of a real relationship and you're two hours away and you've only seen each other a couple of times in the last month, I would say you could do it over the phone. Mm. I don't know if it's necessary to see them in person. So there's no question yeah, well, okay, I don't want it to sound like we think that you should break up with people over text, but it is no. a custom, a bespoke answer. And in this situation, hell no, should she go visit him no. to do this? And maybe, yeah, I give a phone call, but it sounds like he's broken up with her via text several times by now. Th- Let's be honest, this relationship should not have rekindled in no, April. No, this was this was, should be totally unkindled. Do you believe that once broken, always broken? I've said in the past, I believe that to be true. Yes. Mm. 99.8% of the time, if something breaks, it was meant to be broken, period. But not not 100%. But that's not the point of this. No relationship ever should be broken up via text, no matter what the nature of that relationship is. It's better to not do anything than to break up via text, in my opinion. Not do anything, just disappear from the earth. A text is a cowardly and disrespectful way of breaking up with someone. And if you text someone to break up with them, that probably means a breakup wasn't necessary in the first place or you're a complete asshole. Oh, I can tell you're satisfied with that answer. You do this thing after where you're like... (laughs) There's a a finality to it. Well, you've got a point, but is ghosting ever really better? I don't think ghosting is ever No, it's nice. not a good thing to do, but it's better in some ways than texting a breakup. You know what I'm realizing is that he they've only seen each other twice since April. I think that he's been doing that to her. Basically, he's been soft ghosting her and most likely seeing several, if not a, a handful th- yeah. of other people. And the more I think she said that they haven't talked about exclusivity. He reached back out in April. They've only seen each other twice since then. You think he's not dating other people? No. Give me a break. No. They're not in a relationship. Cat, move on. Oh my God. The more I think about this, the more black and white it gets. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Have we answered it? Yeah. Okay. I, I, if you have a cat, feeding your cat today is far more important than thinking about this. <laughs> All right, cat. Good luck. All right. This next question is from K as in the letter. Dear Shandy, I've been a listener for about a year now, but Charlene's season was the first Bachelor I ever watched. I was like 14. <laughs> that makes me feel very old. Yeah, that's a real backhanded compliment. <laughs> I loved you so much before electricity was invented. (laughs) 
Okay. I am emailing because the insight both of you provide to those who write in is top tier. Mm. Okay, Kay, you made up for it. (laughs) I am Kay, 23, although 22 at the beginning of this story. And the guy, Nick, is also 23. I love that Nick gets a name. At that age, you actually pay attention to like, not years. Like oh, now yeah. it's like, for me, it's like decades. Yeah. I'm like, am I in my forties, fifties, sixties? It's, it's like years don't even, <laughs> years are like months now. Yeah. But back then you're like 22, 23. That's like a big, big difference. It's yeah. like when you're a kid, you're like, I'm seven and a quarter. Totally. Oh my God. That's the, that's the early twenties version of that. Yeah. Like the college age version. Yeah. Of that. Like, it, like if I wrote in, I'd be like, oh, I'm somewhere between 40 and 60. <laughs> well, it's funny <laughs> when you get, sometimes we'll get email from someone who's like, I'm in my late thirties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't need the exact number and the apartment number. <laughs> Are we shooting it back at her for the backhanded compliment? Yes. We're even now. <laughs> we first met on a dating app in February and hit it off. We went on about five or six dates, including the movies, a sake bar, and he made me dinner in the span of just over two weeks when he started to fade in communication. I confronted him at first and he tried to play it off, but eventually he admitted he wasn't in a place for a serious thing, so we ended it and I was hurt. I had to block him on Instagram, etc. to get over it. Oh God, I keep forgetting... These poor people yeah, in their early twenties, that's just it. That's the only existence they know. It's like I have to block you also in this other way now. Is there any way that this isn't bad? Like is there any way in like a hundred no. years people look back and be like, No, social media was good. No, it's impossible. The way we look back at like an agrarian time, we're like, Oh no, farming, that was so nice when they had local farms. But now maybe back then they were like, These local farms are terrible. I wish we had some ginormous farm <laughs> that produced everybody's food and owned all the seeds. <laughs> really dark today. Sorry. I find it funny though. You know, I think looking back, we'll think, oh yeah, Instagram might've been helpful for some small businesses, but at the end of the day, the bigger corporations had all the money to spend on marketing anyway. So even that I'm like, "Mm." will it be as bad as the black death? I mean, not as obviously, maybe, maybe in a more insidious slow play kind of way so when like the next whatever when the rats take over and become human-like they're gonna look back and say this was the harbinger of the end oh yeah they're gonna when they're intelligent enough to take stock of such things they'll say that's the thing we have to avoid right so in their textbooks their their rat textbooks (laughs) they're gonna have a chapter on the social media and then the next chapter is just like human human race goes extinct and the next chapter is rats take over and then that, that the rat history begins. Yeah, I have a feeling there'll be a chapter about global warming somewhere in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rats can deal with global warming. They're very adaptable. <laughs> they don't care. There was no communication until July 1st when he texted me out of the blue saying, Hey, Kay, I hope you're doing well. I've been thinking about you a lot lately and how I miss hanging out with you. I was wondering if you'd like to grab a coffee or something and catch up a bit. Heavy on the something. To which I agreed. I was excited, okay? We had a great second first date and made out and just hugged and cuddled a lot. I was still unsure of his intentions in reconnecting, so I asked what they were. To this, on our second, second time hanging out, he said he's in a place now for a more serious thing. He's over a toxic situation that was fresh and he is happy with his relationships and has always liked me. I also asked if he was just looking to hook up, but he assured me that wasn't the case. I want to believe that because we have a tentative date to hang out with his best friend and his girlfriend. But... Mm. 
He admitted he had a secret, that he had just seen me out on a date two days before texting me to reconnect, but that he had been thinking of reaching out for a while. I don't really know what to make of that. Should I jump back into this? Are there any other red flags that pop up with this? Thanks for your insight, Kay. It's an interesting thing to tell someone because that's something that I would be... You would not tell them that. ...either ashamed of or realize that that can't come off looking good. So you think he either is that honest where he is that sincere about wanting to date her... Or do you think that he is clueless as to how that could come off as a red flag? Based on his age, I think the latter. Ooh. Yeah, to me, when I read this email, I instantly thought, oh, he, he wants what he can't have. Exactly. He didn't want her when you could have her. Oh. oh, he saw her on a date. You know what? And I'll be, I'll be perfectly honest. This is a hu- very common human reaction. This happened to me before. I literally started dating someone again because I saw them out <laughs> with a guy. You have friends who have proposed. Oh, I have friends with because who have kids with the people that they, they saw, saw out, out on, on date dates and, and to be back. honest. Let's be honest now. Huh. Are those do you think the best relationships you know of? I do not. I do not. Yeah, that's that. Andy's being delicate now, but I totally think that in this situation once broke broke. I'm I not gr- saying always, I but I don't think it should take having to see you on a date with someone else to be like, oh, yeah, I, I did yeah, like that. I agree. It's more a reflection of his shortcomings than a reflection of how good their connection is. Yeah. And it would be different if, let's say, a year plus had passed. But a year plus has not passed. They first met in February and then he doesn't reach out until July when he sees her again. He basically mm. had to be reminded of her existence, mm. in, in my opinion. There was no text between February and July, and now he's suddenly in a place to, to date seriously. You know what it's like? It's like, let's say you, you go gluten-free, and you're like, you know what? I feel pretty good. I, I, I feel good. And every time everyone goes gluten-free, they don't really know. They don't know if they feel better. <laughs> They say they've, it's, they've convinced themselves. You sound like someone who's never gone gluten-free no, and has never I, felt better. No one enjoys a good gluten more than me. Any f- shape know, or form, I, I like I feel that gluten. way about sugar. Like, I've tried to quit sugar so many times, and I keep waiting for that euphoria to kick in where I feel amazing. And I no. think I just haven't lasted long I'll enough. T- I know that a lot of people legitimately need to be gluten-free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not disrespecting them. But what I'm saying is what I'm comparing it to is someone who goes gluten-free and then they're like, oh, I feel, you know, I feel pretty good. And then they're just walking by like a buffet and there's just, you know, they're like waffles and pancakes <laughs> and like cacio e pepe. Like, yeah, yeah. People are going to chime in about all the wonderful gluten-free waffles, pancakes and pasta there is now. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I've heard about those. I'm sure they're anyway, really the, good. The, I understand your point. Meaning he it was out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Which, by the way, I don't want to sound too strict about this kind of stuff, but I don't think that you should have to return into someone's sight when you went on five or six dates with them. Like, I think that's enough time to make an impression on someone where they don't want to lose you. Yeah, I agree. In my opinion. I agree. And I don't know. I don't want to put a sour note on her starting to date him again. But, hey, I think if anything like this, if he starts to fade again. Yeah, short leash. Yes. Short leash. Yes. Tiny. Exactly. It's a very short leash. If anything like this starts to happen again, like he's now got you. So he's going to start losing interest in you. I, this is life's too short. There will be other people who do want to date you from the onset. You don't have to go on a second round of dating. Absolutely. And she's also she's very young. 
Yes. Very young. So young. Young enough you, to talk about being 21 yeah, when she, she was wrote. 22 and three quarters when she wrote and she was. And now she's 23 and an eighth. And that's extremely young. Yes. And she doesn't have, she has no need to deal with this kind of stuff. Yeah. I would say this because I know, I know her. I, now I know her after this. <laughs> I feel like we're very close. But I feel like she's going to have these kind of what ifs. You know, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, some form of pre-regret, like, oh, I should have really given that yeah. a shot. And Who that's knows? why she should see this through. Short leash. Yeah. Like like this. This no, kind of leash. I couldn't agree more because I don't want to give the advice to end it. He's a walking red flag because I don't necessarily feel that way. I just think that 80% chance that he only wanted to rekindle things because he realized he didn't have you anymore. He saw you with someone else, blah, blah, blah. And I don't believe that you should have to be in sight to be in mind. But she's she should go through this. She should experience this. And maybe no. they'll end up dating for years and maybe we're way off. But you're right. What she needs to avoid is the what if. Yeah, she's got to be in the middle. She can't go either full cold turkey. Yeah. And the opposite is like completely like, oh, my God, this is amazing. You're the one, you know, yeah, yeah, somewhere yeah. very close to the middle, because the fact is she's young enough to have to learn. Yeah. She and needs and to go to she school. should learn it. Yeah. She should go to this is school. This is a class. Yes. This is she is she's auditing a class in um, ghosting. <laughs> yeah. Ghosting. She said he faded. Oh, no, no. She she's auditing a class in fading and returning. 101. It could just be auditing a class and dating in your early 20s. It's very, I need it to be specific because there's a lot of, it's a whole university about dating. Yeah. This is one class. Uh, Kay, have fun. Try to enjoy this, I think. Yeah. I know that sounds a little trite at the end of all that, but I think that even if it is a tough lesson, that is worth more than our advice to tell you not to trust him or, you know, the advice that we could give that might fast track this to the same result is not worth nearly as much as her living through it, especially at her young age when she can afford it. I agree. Yeah. See what happens? The short, short leash. What would you call something this short that's a leash form? It kind of looks like a... It's a strap. (laughs) Keep him on a strap. (laughs) A A watch band. (laughs) A watch strap. A watch strap. That's it. Got it. All right, Kay, good luck. You know, I got to tell you, I've been really fed up with, in general, healthcare in this country. It's it's difficult. It is. It's like an escape room. <laughs> it's like try to make a doctor's appointment and not pay full price for mm-hmm. it. Yeah, or try to get what you should be covered by your insurance to be covered. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> you knew what I meant. It's just such a dog eat dog world. And how nice is it to have ZocDoc actually on your side to help navigate that? The oasis of ZocDoc. Yes. An oasis in that dog eat dog world. In a desert of misery. Yeah. Of people trying to get, they're trying to shake you for every last cent. Yeah. <laughs> they make it, what they do is, is they make it so hard to do this. That you're set up to fail. Mm-hmm. And ZocDoc is there. They're the safety net. They're like, you know what? This is hard. We're going We're s- to help you through. Yeah. ZocDoc takes, in my opinion, the four most crucial details about booking and finding a doctor. So first of all, there's location. Obviously, you could have a perfect doctor, but if they're not actually near you, then what good is that? Next is patient reviews. So other patients just like you, whether or not they like that doctor, whether or not they're competent, if they have good bedside manner. Third, and this one's huge, is whether or not they take your health insurance. This Mm -hmm. is major. Major. In the past, what do you do? Do you just call manually each doctor's office and be like, oh, 
Or call your insurance company. Oh, that's even worse. Oh my God, that's like my worst yeah. nightmare. Just kill me. Yeah, so you can, in your search engine, filter by whether or not they take your insurance. Where's their location? What kind of reviews do they have? And you can also search by availability. So let's say it's urgent. Mm-hmm. Let's say you need a referral. You can search by whether or not you can see that doctor, not only this week, but today. And to top it all off, you can schedule that appointment within ZocDoc without ever calling the doctor's office. ZocDoc to the literal rescue. Yes. (laughs) Good use of literal, Andy. Thank you. That was a literal use of literal. (laughs) Rare. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Shandy and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Shandy. ZocDoc.com slash Shandy. All right, this next question is from R-T, as in the two letters. Hmm. Dear Shandy, longtime listener and first time writer here. There is a situation that I've been grappling with for several months now, and I knew I had to get your thoughts. I'm a 29 year old female from Ontario, and my boyfriend, also 29, and I have been together for two years. We come from a culture where it is not uncommon to have limited interactions with each other's families until the relationship gets very serious, i.e., when both partners agree that marriage is in the near future. We met each other's families a few months into our relationship but I have only interacted with his parents approximately 10 times. I mentioned the frequency of interactions to illustrate that I am not particularly close to his family and I am still very much getting to know them, read, win them over. (laughs) Some of my visits have been during special occasions such as birthdays and Christmas. My boyfriend's mom has given me gifts during those occasions and I have been super grateful even if they weren't necessarily items that I would pick out for myself. The particular situation I'm seeking your advice on dates back a few months to Christmas of 2021. (laughs) I did not... Or should I go... (laughs) Wait, is that a Christmas carol? That's a Christmas carol version of... (laughs) I should have picked up on that. I'm sorry. That's okay. It was very weird. I did not have plans to see my boyfriend's family over the Christmas season because we all had busy schedules and struggled to find a time that works for everyone. But we still exchanged gifts through my boyfriend. My boyfriend's mom gifted me a necklace and with it she sent a gift receipt. When I called to thank her, she mentioned that I could exchange the necklace if I wasn't fond of the style. Well, she was spot on because I really did not like the necklace. I hardly wear jewelry, and if I do, I gravitate towards minimalistic and dainty pieces. Oh, this is gonna, this is gonna, this is gonna blow up. <laughs> this necklace was not that. It was bold and flashy, and very much out of my comfort zone. Oh, I felt terribly well. guilty well. because I knew she spent a lot of money on it. And through my boyfriend, I've come to learn that the family has always struggled financially. I had considered keeping the necklace and just not wearing it, but because I was hyper aware of their financial struggles, I thought it would be best to exchange the necklace for something I would wear more often. I did not want the money to go to waste. I wasn't sure if this was an appropriate decision, so I ran it by my boyfriend and he encouraged me to exchange it. He also thought I should get something I'd get more wear out of. I also ran the decision by my mom, who felt there was nothing wrong with exchanging it, especially because my boyfriend's mom gave me the gift receipt. I will also say this. Dear Shandy, 
approves this decision. Yeah, I think that it even goes without saying. Yeah. yeah. I just want to make it clear that we're not wavering on that. No. This is a very normal yeah. decision. No, I'm glad you're saying that because we could wait till the end of the question to say what we think. But we yeah. clearly, so far, based on the evidence... Yeah. And the fact that she said on the phone, you can exchange it. She included a gift receipt. No, no. Yes. Okay. And, and I'm, I'm assuming, I'm making a big assumption here, <laughs> that this question somehow has to do with the problem that resulted from this necklace situation. <laughs> but if it doesn't, this is the most amazing Q&A question we've ever gotten. A total digression about something totally unimportant and not central to your question. Chef's kiss. But I don't think it's that. Well, so I'm going to assume that we need to weigh in. On the decision. It says something that if it's not about this specifically, you regard this as not that important. Yes. You know what I mean? I hesitantly made the exchange and have fallen in love with my new necklace. I wear it all the time. Fast forward to February when his family and I got together for his father's birthday. I was sitting across the table from my boyfriend's mom and sister. A few minutes into the dinner, my boyfriend's mom complimented his sister on the necklace she was wearing. <laughs> what's, what's the Christmas version of that? Oh, oh challenge accepted. Um, it's actually that's the perfect song. That's the the Nutcracker piece. That's perfect. Breath. What? Oh, Jaws is the Nutcracker Suite Christmas song. Yes, it sounds suspenseful, but still jolly. Yes. Yeah. A few minutes into the dinner, my boyfriend's mom complimented his sister on the necklace she was wearing. Turns out it was the same necklace that she got for me. Uh, His mom then said out loud, well, someone else didn't like the necklace I got her. She went and exchanged it. And this is when I learned that my boyfriend had mentioned to his mom that I had chosen to exchange it. The mom asked me why I exchanged it and continued to make little comments about how I didn't like her gift. She said it in a joking tone, but it didn't feel like a joke. Fast forward a few weeks and I am at my boyfriend's parents' house for his birthday. It was his birthday, but his sweet grandmother decided to gift me a beautiful set of earrings. Wait, these are Canadians? Yes. There's a lot of spite for well, Canadians here. <laughs> uh she said they come from a culture where it is not uncommon to have limited interactions with each other's families until the relationship gets very serious. Okay. So I'm wondering if there's... So it's a know, subculture within yeah, Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. yeah. But don't think Canadians are not capable. Well, you're, of, you like, you're a big spite person. I mean, I'm learning this about myself, yes. Mm. <laughs> we don't have to keep talking about it. <laughs> when my boyfriend's mom noticed the gift, she said out loud to the grandmother, I hope she likes it. She didn't like the gift I got her, so she exchanged it. She said this in front of approximately 15 family members. I was terribly embarrassed and I apologized and tried to explain that I wanted to make sure I got good wear out of the gift she got me, which is why I exchanged it. And then as I was leaving the party, the mom said to me, I hope you like the gift grandma got you. Remember, this is her first gift to you. Wow. I interpreted this as, don't you dare exchange those earrings, Missy. <laughs> I've only seen his mom once since the party, but I am now constantly anxious that the necklace situation will come up again. My birthday was a few weeks ago and she called me to wish me a happy birthday and she asked me what I wanted for my birthday. She proceeded to say, I heard you're really picky, so I thought I would just ask you what you want. I politely told her I didn't need anything and our conversation ended well. Ultimately, the family ended up pitching in and getting me a gift card to the mall. 
Here are my questions. One, was I in the wrong for exchanging the necklace? I really feel like I was. I can see now how that would have been hurtful to her. Oh, so we already answered a question. Next question. Yeah. I mean, RT, you were not in the wrong. No. I mean, look, if you wanted to play this incredibly safely, if you really wanted to be like, you know what? I don't like this necklace, but I am going to not take one millionth of 1% of yeah, risk, and instead, I would say yes. Instead, I'm going to wear a necklace that is not my style at all and that I f- almost feel uncomfortable wearing, but I'm going to wear it in her presence just to make her happy. Yeah. Th- that would be playing it the yeah. ultimate safe. But I, mean, I don't, that's not what I would do. Yeah. I, I look, she, she's dealing with like a, like a mafia boss here. <laughs> it's like, I would greatly appreciate it. If you don't return the gift that my my dearest mother gives you, it would make me very happy. It's a good impression. It's decent, decent. Two, was it okay for my boyfriend's mom to make the comments that she did? I've been consumed by embarrassment, regret, and guilt every time she does. I also feel a little hurt and angry that she was making these comments out loud. Am I just being sensitive? Is this the consequence I have to accept for the decision that I made? This is, this, okay, this is an example of the question is not this question. The question is, how are you going to deal with this well, family? It, no, well, okay, so question number three is, oh, okay, well, sorry, I question, the gun. well, question number three is, is there anything I could do to make this better? No. Okay, and no, let, no, let no, me no, just get to no, the no, end of the email. No. To provide some additional context, my boyfriend has always painted his mom out to be a rash, blunt person who gets upset very easily. He has a relatively strange relationship with her due to her inability to communicate well, and they are frequently in conflict over minor matters. My boyfriend has only had one other serious relationship back in his late teens slash early 20s, and he talks about how much his mom disliked his his then girlfriend without good reason. Mm. Given this context, I find that I can't take anything she says lightheartedly. Her comments about the necklace may not have been serious, but it's hard to believe given what I know about her. I am now in constant fear that our relationship will not recover from this. I wish I just kept that damn necklace. Looking forward to your thoughts, RT. Look, this is this falls into the category <laughs> of where is your boyfriend in this this game Mm. this pettiness where is he is he with you as a team or is he kind of playing the middle or is he with the mother well that's the question i think it's interesting that he told the mother that she did this but at the same time the mother said that she could do it and she included a gift receipt so i on one hand i'm like why did the boyfriend tell her this all could have been dodged but then the mother might have noticed that she wasn't wearing the necklace and said something anyway so i don't really know if the boyfriend has done that much wrong thus far I, i I'm not accusing him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. just saying I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where he sits. I don't have enough information from this this whole sketch yeah. to know exactly where he is. But the real question here is not this is all a red herring for the yeah. real question. Yeah. The the premise of the question is you're dealing with a potentially tricky family situation. Uh it sounds like it's just the mom. Well, she's family. Yeah. Saying, it doesn't have to be the whole yeah, family. But I don't it's think, not like like the like the, the I Manson don't think that family. their relationship should be at risk because of the mother. No, no, no. I, you're, you're, you're taking it to extreme. Okay, sorry. I'm saying this falls in the broad category of issues with family. Yes. With your yeah, boyfriend yeah, yeah. or girlfriend yeah, or whoever's yeah. family. So that being said, those questions generally fall to the secondary issue, which is 
Where how does... tight is the team mm-hmm. that you're in versus these family issues? Yeah. And that's all I care about. And that's all she should care yeah. about. Personally, that's what I it think. It sounds like he's on her team then to it's, me. Then it's not. All she has to do is take a lesson from this. It, it's, I'm talking to yeah. you now. Yeah, RT, I think that for sure you have done nothing wrong. And I'm irked that the mother has made you, RT, feel like you were in the wrong. And like she's caused her to feel a lot of shame and embarrassment over this. She should apologize. I think that RT is owed an apology. Yeah, I agree, but it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. so never going to happen. But that being said, two things. One is take take this to heart and know that this is how petty she can be mm-hmm. watch out next time yes. you can avoid next this. time definitely do not yeah. exchange any gift and make a point of wearing make it a point. In her yeah, look at my disgusting <laughs> necklace that i hate it look at me wearing it to this family gathering i love it so yeah, much it's so beautiful and trashy <laughs> well you know i i hate to say this but when you realize you're dealing with a person like this Someone who speaks in 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 tongues, you know, yeah. like to me, the mother laid down a trap. Yeah. It looks to me like the mother laid down a trap for her. And I also, you know, I don't want to get all like psychological here, but to me, what I gather is the mother does not have confidence in her own taste. Mm-hmm. And therefore is projecting onto yeah, you. Insecurity. Yeah, she's insecure about the fact that she got you something that you don't like. She probably doesn't feel super secure in her own taste because if she were, she wouldn't give a rat's ass that you did this. Yeah. And she would respect that everyone has different tastes. So Agreed. it's her own insecurity yeah. speaking above all here. But now that you know that you're dealing with someone that does lay down traps, is insecure and will punish you for doing things that they told you you could do. I honestly feel that you need to then treat that person like, like kind of like a, a child. I agree. Like, look at the necklace I'm wearing. I love it so much. Like, you'll yeah. kind of have to deal with it in this really obvious, you know, grand gesture, like, you know extra, I, like you know, almost like, kind of fake kind of way. I've actually coined a phrase for this oh. that I've used in the past, and it di- it didn't stick. No one liked it, but I'm going <laughs> to tell you. I call it turning the other ass cheek. <laughs> Wait, is this something you have long had? I've held out for eight years. I can't believe you've never told me this. Yeah, turning the other ass cheek. That means basically (laughs) turning the other cheek, but in a way where you're like, I'm turning the cheek because you're an idiot. Yeah. No, I love that saying. Who who did not give this saying the credit? I I used it one time and I I was I tossed it in the can because everyone was looking at me like that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Who were you with? My friends are very judgmental. What can I say? Oh my God, that's a high bar for comedy yeah. if they didn't find oh, that funny. Are you kidding? With my group of friends, if you say something that's it's, that's not funny or yeah, corny, yeah. you're like, it's it's you might as well just go home. It sounds very stressful. It is. Well that <laughs> it, it it hones your comedy skills. Yeah, clearly. But apparently this one shouldn't have been thrown in the can. I don't think so. I think this is a perfect turn the other ass cheek situation. Great. <laughs> it's back. It's back. <laughs> Back in the rotation. Yeah, RT, I don't think you should say anything. I don't think you should apologize. I think you move on. And I unfortunately think you're going to have to let the passive aggressive digs about you being picky and stuff roll off your back. I think time will heal all. But but also, again, to bring back my earlier point, make sure that that the home front is secure. I agree. Make sure the boyfriend isn't... Yeah. Telling you one thing and then going. To, yeah. I only say that because we have gotten questions where yep. it did sort of feel like the boyfriend slash son was sort of playing both sides a bit to just sort of, mm-hmm. I don't know, no. have something to say to his yeah. mother. I don't know what. Solidarity. United yes. front. Mm-hmm. Marriage must be a united front. But they're not married. But they're going to be married. Probably. Well, yeah, because that, that's why she's met his parents. Yeah. <laughs> 
and 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 there's no question at that wedding there's going to be some heavy stink guy from that mother. <laughs> no, I don't know. She looks beautiful, but she returned my necklace. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I do think. All jokes aside that they can heal from this, but I do think that this will require a lot of like stroking, ego yeah, stroking. Yeah. That's what this comes down to. Treat her like her a baby. mother. Like you said, treat her like a baby. Her mother's ego has been bruised. Yeah. And you did not know that she had laid a trap. Turn that ass cheek. <laughs> now I'm really saying it with confidence. All right, RT, we'll we'll leave it there. Please do not spend another second from listening to this, this answer. Moving forward, do not spend another second feeling guilty. And one more thing I would like to say. Yeah. I, and you, I know you as well, would like a picture of the first necklace and the second <laughs> necklace. Right? We want that. I mean, I, was, that. I wasn't going to ask, but I wouldn't turn down the option to look at them. Yeah. Yeah. After this, we're going to be like, oh, her mother's totally right. Now I know why she's pissed off. Your tea has terrible taste. <laughs> I already know based on the description that RT is more likely in our wheelhouse. (laughs) Okay, moving on. This next question is from an embarrassed Shandy. Dear Shandy, I am literally sick with anxiety right now and I'm hoping you can help me. I have Mm. always had a weird fetish around the idea of BDSM specifically being gagged. This is something that I feel extremely embarrassed about as it is quite often the departure from how I would say I present myself to the world. But isn't that the whole point with fetishes? That's the whole point. What do you think? Like people with fetishes are constantly going around like, I want a gag in my mouth. (laughs) Anyone got a gag on this bus? How long do I have to wait to be gagged? Yeah. Uh, we have to come up with a name for an embarrassed Shandy. A-E-S? A-A-A-S? Just so that I'm not saying an embarrassed Shandy, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, just embarrassed. Embarrassed. Shembarrassed? <laughs> no. <laughs> just, just embarrassed. Okay. Uh, I guess all we're saying before we continue the question, yeah. embarrassed, is that you're normal. That's the normal thing to yeah. do. You also, think these CEOs who go to dungeons and, and are yeah. dressed up in diapers and yeah. beaten and told that they, they you know, they ought to do their homework. Yeah. You think that that's how they act? No, they do that because they want to do the exact opposite yes. of what their whole life is. Yes. They want to yes. let go of the power. They want to just be like a baby. Yes. And also, I will add, embarrassed, that I think gagging is a pretty it's the standard. Le- it's the least <laughs> embarrassing fetish of them all. Yeah, I really- cannot think. Of a less embarrassing fetish. Yeah. Let's name fetishes. And I guarantee every single one is more embarrassing. I'm not even going to think about it. Foot fetish, more embarrassing. Oh, dressing up like animals, yeah. more embarrassing. Um, uh, uh, you go, I feel uh, like this that Wanting show, to be peed on or p- wanting to pee on other people. Up to 100%. Anything with or, feces or, or urine. feces, yeah, yeah. Um, um, dressing up like, like a baby. Did we talk about that already? Yeah, you said that in oh, your example got, about CEOs. Apparently, that's what I'm interested. In. Yeah, I revealed something. Yeah, and these, um, by the way, are they all exist? Yeah. The ones we're talking about exist. And getting like your ball stepped on by high heels. Yeah, in gen, gen- I. Sorry. <laughs> it's so specific. For a f- I was focused on the stepping part, and then when you said the high heels, I was like, "Ooh." Well, what are you going to get your ball stepped on by a regular shoe? The whole point is it a hot. I, I thought oh, that sorry. a foot. That's <laughs> not my thing. I, I swear, it's not my thing. I just know people have told me. Okay, our point is is that gagging is not that like it's like for, all I'm saying is brava. Good for you for having you, you, a, a fetish, you, and I, it's not that crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it a step further. I think you should be embarrassed that you're embarrassed about your gagging <laughs> fetish. Okay, let's finish the story. 
I genuinely would never act on this fantasy, if you will, but I do sometimes look at porn that features gags when I'm having alone time, if you know what I mean. Did she give her age? Okay, later she says that they're both 27. Because I, I can't help but wonder if by the time she's 37, if she will have acted on this fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, today my boyfriend of a year and a half wanted to show me a video and he used my phone to do so. I forgot to clear my search history after having some <laughs> alone time and he saw that gagged was in my search history. That's I, amazing. I wanted, if I saw that in your search history, I would, you we'd would have a second me. wedding. <laughs> we would renew our vows. I wanted to jump out of a building, but he just kept typing in whatever he wanted to show me and acted like he didn't see it. Well, now I am literally sick with embarrassment and I am not sure what to do. Do I bring up the fact that he obviously saw my search history and confront this very weird fetish I've kept in the dark for many years or just continue to act like it never happened? I'm terrified he's going to Google this on his own now and see the kind of fucked up porn I watch and think differently of me. For background, my boyfriend and I are both 27 and recently moved in together after being long distance for a year. I am very happy with our sex life and our life in general. However, sex feels more pertinent here, lol. And have found him to be the first partner that I can fully enjoy sex with after years of painful or uncomfortable sex. I like to think of myself as a fairly sex positive person, but not surrounding this topic. Please help me relieve myself of the crippling anxiety I'm currently feeling. Sincerely, an embarrassed Shandy. Okay. I think she's doing this to herself. I think he just doesn't want to embarrass you by mentioning it. I got to be honest. The person who should be embarrassed here is her boyfriend that he hasn't gagged her yet after seeing that search history. (laughs) I mean, baby steps. She said that she would never act on it, which she just feels a lot of shame around her fetish, clearly. Get that gag on. Yeah. Well, they can work up to that. Just say, look, you saw my search history. They just Why haven't you gagged me yet? <laughs> they just moved in after being long distance for a year. And if they if this works out, they have a lifetime together to explore th- these things. I just think, embarrassed, you are taking on way too much shame over something that is really not that uncommon. Sure, you would rather be able to like dip your toe deeper and deeper into this as you have sex with okay, your partner so and explore this more, but... Do you even think this needs to be you know, you addressed? Know what, you know what gagging is? Is like you're in prison and there's guys there for like murder and rape and like, you know, <laughs> bank robbery. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's saying like, what are you in for? What are you in for? And then you ask someone you're like, what are you in for? And, you know, it's like jaywalking. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, well, I know whose lunch I'm taking. <laughs> I mean, that's a nice word for what's going to happen to that guy. But. <laughs> My point is gagging is the jaywalking of the prison conversation. Yes, yes. That was an excellent analogy. Thank you. I think I went too far with jaywalking. I could have gone a little more serious crime, but eh, we'll, we'll No, we, we get it. Yeah, I actually I think went, it's pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that embarrassed should even mention it to him? If it would relieve your embarrassment only. I think... In my opinion. This is what I would do if I was her. Yeah. And I'm clearly not her. Because I wouldn't be embarrassed about having a gagging fetish. Yeah. But there might have been a time where you would have been. Like, if I think back to my early 20s, when you're sort of still feeling shame around sex and you, 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 everything just feels like vanilla is correct, I can see it would oh, be mortifying. This is adorable. Yeah. I love this. This is a lovely story. Yes. It's a fairy tale of fetish. I'm interested to know if he even really noticed. Do you think he noticed that? Yeah. <laughs> I do. And so if you put yourself in the guy's shoes... You're 27 years old. Do you think that he feels any kind of 
I don't know, perturbance? Is that a word? Perturbance? Is he perturbed? That would be upsetting if he was perturbed. It would be. That would be an issue. Yeah, we're not even talking about that. It's one thing for him to say, like, I'm not into it. I'm just not going to do it because it doesn't feel right. Yeah, yeah. Which is totally fine. If your partner wants you to gag them... You don't have to do it. Yeah, yeah. It's not a, you know, it's not obligatory. Yeah. It's your choice. So you think she should bring it up? I think she should bring it up. Okay. And bring it up in a funny way. <laughs> Where you're like, so, you know, huh? gagging? I feel like maybe this could be delved into in a subtle gradual way where that's like do you you know what are your fantasies you have a conversation you've both had a few drinks and maybe you're like cuddling yeah you're what, right. what's the what's the you're right what's the weirdest fantasy you have and then you can kind of that's a better work approach. it in <laughs> yeah i don't, I, don't I, I was wrong <laughs> i don't know what i was thinking I don't know why this has to be funny. Yeah, it, doesn't. it doesn't have to be funny. No. This actually is a serious thing because let's face it, when you have a strong fetish, it's like you love pizza, but for some reason you live in a place where there's no pizza ever. It's like a real Why yearning. would you live in that place? That place is called hell. <laughs> My point is it's a yearning that's never being satisfied. It's a real yearning. Yeah. She thinks she like, she's like, you know what? I wouldn't mind being gagged. No, it's like, I really, she's in her alone time. Yeah. When she's reading her books mm-hmm. and, you know, watching Netflix, whatever she does in her alone time. I'm yeah. assuming that's what's happening. Yeah. She's thinking about getting gagged. Yeah. It's funny because I think that some fetishes or some things that you watch in your alone time are truly not things you would ever do. You feel gross for being turned on by it. But I think that with gagging, this is totally doable. This is, I mean, they're they're in a happy, loving relationship. There's just, it only takes two to tango. I don't. I mean, you could almost accidentally gag someone. <laughs> it's a low bar for fetish. Okay, so our point is embarrassed. Please do not be embarrassed about no, this. No, that's the key here. Yes, I don't even care if she just brings it up with yeah, her boyfriend. Yeah, I agree completely. The embarrassment agree. is an issue. I'm very upset with you. Don't be embarrassed. <laughs> yes, ridiculous. Yep. If you want to take our advice, maybe you during some pillow talk, you can be like, ooh. What do you fantasize about? Is there anything? I, oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's a Sex in the City episode about this. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Of course. When Carrie's dating the politician and his fantasy is to be peed on. Oh, yeah. And which, by the way, also common. Super common. And also less. I mean, more no, embarrassing. More, 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 sorry. Sorry. More embarrassing. But, but than let's the not gag. judge fetishes. No. We're, we're not. No, we're I'm not, not saying embarrassed. It's not that. It's just to, that, soci- to normal, to, to like basic society. Yes. Getting peed on is probably more embarrassing than getting gagged. When like a real, the most basic of basic people think about fetish. They're like, oh, yeah, you like a gag yeah, or, yeah, you know, yeah, tying yeah, me tying, to the bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like 101 level. Yes. Peeing, they're like, what? This is yeah, disgusting. Yeah, yeah. You, know, they, yeah they, you could totally meet someone that is into BDS who would be like yeah what peeing yeah. well i don't think you're gonna meet someone who's into peeing who's like what tie someone up yeah. <laughs> you animal you monster but i will say the peeing one is not as uncommon as people think there's just oh i guess we're perpetuating the shame around it which we shouldn't be no because if you want to pee or be peed on in bed then go for it but my point Absolutely. being there's a sex in the city episode about this where they're like you know in bed talking and he's like you know, oh God, sex with you is so amazing. Like I want, I want you to be so satisfied. Is there anything that you wish that I would do? Am I satisfying you? Is there anything you wish I would do more? And she's like, no, you're amazing. You're perfect. And then he's like, oh, okay. And then there's a silence. And then she's like, is there anything you wish I would do? And he's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Well, there is this one thing. It's actually 
I actually don't think that that's a bad way to have that conversation. No, it's the right way. Yeah. I mean, maybe in a little less of like a fishing kind of way, but it, it, to me, this is a pillow talk conversation. Yeah. Number one, we think you should have the conversation. Yes. If you choose not to have the conversation. Also respect that. Or if you choose to have the conversation, either way, you should not be embarrassed. Most important. That's the, the prime focus here. Totally agree. We've answered that. Yeah. Good luck, embarrassed, but yeah. we hope you change your name. And I hope you get gagged. <laughs> All right. This next question is from Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Hello. Oh, boy. (laughs) I have been struggling with the decision to tell someone I like him, so I would love advice as to what to do. I, 23 male Mm. and American, have a tutor, 42 male in Greece, who I meet with every week, sometimes twice a week for language lessons on Skype. Oh, there's a hot scene already. I have been taking lessons from him for a year and a half, but my crush first developed three months into the lessons. After six months, he shared with me that he is also gay, making me like him more because it made me feel there was a chance something could happen. Mm. Now, like I said, before I knew he was gay, I developed a crush on him. It was manageable. I knew I was his student and my purpose was to only learn the language. And we were both very professional, of course. After he shared he was gay, my crush began to deepen. At this point, we opened up more and would have good conversations. Sometimes we would playfully tease each other, non-sexually, so I was still mostly professional to respect boundaries, especially since I have a crush. We would have conversations about who he likes, who I like, goals, life lessons, hobbies, etc., all very pleasant. He is also single, I point out. I met him just last week, two times when visiting Greece. It was cool because I could practice my language skills. I hung out with him and a couple other of his friends. I really enjoyed it. He's sweet, a little quiet, smart, has sarcastic humor, and is handsome. I realized I really care for him more than just a crush, I believe. It's now been a year and three months and my feelings have not gone away. However, I don't think he sees me the same way. He likes young said 33 or so is the youngest, but he's told me he likes younger. 25, he said, but he doesn't want to be seen as a perv if he goes too young. (laughs) I wouldn't mind the age gap as long as both are consenting, of course. And the kicker, I don't think I'm his type. We were talking about our own dating lives and he said he doesn't have a specific type, but based on who he usually likes, I don't think I'm it. I can't tell if he sees me as anything more than a student or friend. When I met him, he joked with his friends, also gay and in their 40s, that I'm young enough to be their son. Then he jokingly gestured to me to sit on his lap, but it was kind of cute, to be honest. I just playfully rolled my eyes. Another thing, like I mentioned, we live in different countries and logically, I think I am being impractical in my feelings and desires. I'm looking for advice on what to do. I don't know if I should tell him I like him because I enjoy taking lessons from him and would truly miss him if he said it would be better to take a break and stop. Should I tell him? And if so, how would I mention it? Thank you, Kelsey. It's tricky. It's a tough one. Yeah. When it's a student teacher situation. Yeah. But at the same time, it does seem to be private lessons from what I can gather. Like they're just Skyping each other. So it's not like he's going to a school. But let's get one thing out of the way. The the other guy, the 42 year old Greek guy, the teacher, basically, he cannot make a move. No, he can't. It's up to Kelsey to make a move. Yeah. I mean, this is a classic fantasy situation. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like for it's both textbook. parties. Yeah, for both it's parties. Like there's songs written about this. Yeah. Hot for teacher. I mean, this is yeah. just like, <laughs> come on. This yeah. is a really basic situation. Yes. I kind of wish the distance wasn't 
in this equation. Distance makes it more confusing. Yeah. Because this, if anything, I believe is going to be a one night stand or a few night stands. Oh, you it's not going to be a real relationship. It. I mean, crazier things have happened. Okay. I can't say for sure it's not going to be, but it's more likely to be a fling of sorts than an actual like, you know, we're, we're together. Well, I feel like that's in the same way that it's almost always more likely to be a fling of sorts than some lifelong relationship. Well, when you're with a tutor twice your age and who's from Greece and you're from America, yeah, yeah, it's no, more it's, likely right. that yeah, it's yeah, going to be a fling. Okay, I'll give that like, to you. I can't even it. set up a more flingy situation. <laughs> 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 okay, well, he's had a crush for a year and three months. Look... He's he's going to think about this for the rest of his life. Yeah. I'll say I'll say two things. One is he's very young mm-hmm. and he should experience a lot in life and not get hung up on this. Yes. But that being said, I think he should just roll the dice. He's going to he's going to be upset about this forever if he doesn't try. Yeah. He should just roll the dice. You know, in the middle of the tutoring, you know, he's like, you know, X plus Y equals Z. You know, you just suddenly <laughs> a hand, a hand well, is laid upon a hand. Is- <laughs> The problem is, is that it's all over Skype. I think he should do a sort of like, I had a dream about you last night situation. Oh shit, that's right. It's over Skype. Yeah. I completely, I, I kept, I kept I like envisioning that, that, together. I like the yeah, hand yeah, yeah. on hand, especially in the X plus Y equals Z during language you, tutoring. I mean, that's a good move, right? <laughs> and a little music starts playing. Yeah. Depends on what happens next. That'll determine <laughs> what music starts playing. Yeah. It might be one of those record scratches. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, to me, this crush has been going on long enough that it's worth at least dipping your toe, Kelsey, into flirtatious territory just to kind of see. But I think you should also accept the fact that given the dynamic of your relationship, the fact that it's a teacher student, I do think the age difference is, I think it is something to consider. It is big. And most importantly, the distance. Yeah. I think you should accept the fact that this really might not go anywhere and enjoy. The same way we've said that when people are, when they have crushes on their bosses or colleagues at work, sometimes it really is meant to just live in that crush territory. It, yeah. Sometimes that state is really the pinnacle. Like you might You're be so disappointed right. by You're what so right. actually ends up you happening. You are so right. Which logistically, this doesn't make sense. It doesn't. But that said, I, I'm a big believer in like, getting answers like information being power and the whole coulda woulda shoulda to me is the worst like there's no you know I don't want to sound like a meme but the only you know regrets are the chances you didn't take what's the what's the meme how does it go the the only um uh mistakes are the chances you didn't take there's something with a there's only the only um pitches (laughs) you 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 miss are the ones that you You don't don't. swing at (laughs) Oh, that's definitely wrong. That's, de- that's, that's definitely wrong. Okay, we know, wrong. everyone knows what we're talking about. We just can't think of it in the moment. Yep. The, oh, that's going to drive me crazy. But the point being, you could dip your toe into flirtatious territory by being like, ooh, I had a, I had a dream about you last night. Nice. It wasn't safe for I like work. this. I like this. Yeah. This because is the way to do it. you can, if he doesn't reciprocate and seem to flirt and, and yeah. egg it on, then you, then you can be like, that oh, was my subconscious. You know, blame it on your subconscious. It was just a dream. Yeah. What do you think? I had this dream that I bought a plane ticket. I came to Greece. (laughs) We were having a tutoring session. I put my hand on top of yours. (laughs) And the next thing we know. uh, I love that that's like, that's a part of it. I put my hand on top. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Yes. What song starts, you know what song starts playing? On the Wings of Love. Jeffrey Osborne. Sing it. Great light hit of the 70s. 
<laughs> oh, wait, hold on a second. I, I know the chorus. I just forgot the verse. Wait, hold on a second. I got nervous. On the wings of love. That's too high. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get it, take it down, Notch. Uh, 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 I'm gonna start there. Excuse me. On the wings of love, up and above the clouds, the only way to fly <laughs> is on the wings of love. On the wings of love, up and above the clouds. The lyrics are different the second time. I'm that. <laughs> the only way to fly is on the wings of love. Wow, that was beautiful. Thank you. I can see why you thought of that song. Thank you. Especially since he had to board a plane that has wings to get yeah. to the point where he would put his hand on it. Nice. I was looking at that too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so our advice for Kelsey. Like, I think slide it in there subtly in a way that you can kind of cop out of. <laughs> so basically a dream. Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. This why is the, this is This whole question is answered in those three words. Shoot your shot. Yes. But that being said. But don't go, I, would, I don't think it's a, f sorry, you finish. No, it's okay. No, no, you go. No, you, no go. you go. I won't forget what I'm going to say. That being said, as, as Charlene mentioned earlier, you did. Yeah. That the fantasy aspect of this might be the most valuable part and it might be worth preserving. Yeah. That's honestly, I feel like maybe it takes a little more life having been lived to realize that. But when I look back, I think there's a lot of truth to that. But I also don't want to rob anyone of the experience and learning that lesson. Yeah. Also, I think the flirty nature really needs to be observed here. Like, I think we've made it clear, Kelsey, you need to be the one to start the ball, start the ball, to roll the ball in that direction. To stroke the ball. To stroke the ball. And if you don't feel that he's reciprocating it, that might be all the information you need. Maybe that's it. Yeah. But I really don't think that the teacher in this situation can make a move. So no. it is on you. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think it should be a sit down conversation. No. Okay. No, you no. You agree with me. Oh, like, no. I don't think no, it should be no, like, no. I want to talk to you about something. No. I have feelings for you. No. Yeah, I agree. It okay. should be blatantly obvious with a flirty kind of text yes. situation. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, the flirting should build. This yeah. is a case of you need to rely on flirt. You both need to flirt with each other, speak flirt with yeah, each yeah. other, observe yeah. each other's flirt, and each kind of take another step forward. It's honestly, I think whenever there's a sort of work environment or, you know, one person's a superior to the other. It's an unequal field. Exactly. And therefore, you need to kind of egg each other on. And yeah. if you don't feel when you egg a bit that he is meeting you there, then just yeah. enjoy the fantasy. Yeah. You got to drop the flirt hammer. <laughs> Or just back off and enjoy. Yeah. Okay, Kelsey. Good luck. And, I love and yes, I we, know what you're going to say. You know, we, <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, yeah. but we would like an update. Yeah. Okay. Good luck. And above all, enjoy. Fantasies are fleeting. They are. They don't need to be. A good fantasy, a is, good fantasy. is sometimes better than a good relationship. Yeah, it's like having a sex dream. Not to bring it back to dreams, yeah. but how great is a sex dream? I mean, my sex dreams always end at the wrong time so they're, well, they're that's usually the thing is rarely do you have a sex dream that goes from beginning to end and you're like well that was great yeah, <laughs> like, usually it's interrupted yeah, it's usually like the person turns it to like my aunt or something <laughs> like i'm like how did this happen <laughs> it's unbelievable for my, me it never reaches the actual sex part yeah. like it's a lot of like of, of anticipating and then i wake up and i'm like ah i totally agree the only good sex dreams i have are not really sex dreams as much as suddenly i realize 
that I'm asleep and I'm dreaming yeah. and I'm aware, like me, like real life Andy is aware in the dream. Like it's like waking dream, yeah. waking life or whatever you call yeah, it. Yeah. And I suddenly I'm like, oh, I'm dreaming. And I know I have like 15 Lu- seconds lucid, left. It's lucid, lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming, yeah. yeah. And I'm dreaming. I'm in public. I'm just walking down the street. I'm like, I got 15 seconds and I'm grabbing every boob I see, <laughs> every ass, the whole thing. Everyone's getting it. And that, that works. It works. It's, and it's allowed good. in a dream. It's good. When I realize that, I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> and it's like the, the sand out of that hourglass falls so fast, but it's so sweet while it lasts. Apparently, you can train yourself to lucid dream. Tell me more. Apparently, it's something like, I don't know what I'm well, talking about. Well, I saw a movie. There was a movie um, called Waking Life, I believe it was called. Okay. Or whatever. It's, it's, I think it was Waking Life. But what they do in the... This is my one takeaway from the movie. It was a great movie. It was, it was an animated, it was a beautiful movie by uh, Linkletter. Linkletter? Okay. Linklater? Or whatever. Okay. Famous director. And what he does is, is he trains himself to look for um, light switches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say the same one. Yeah. Where every room you enter, you do this gesture. Yeah, you turn on the light and does yeah. the light go on? And if the yeah. light doesn't go on or off, that yes. means you're dreaming. Yeah. Or you need to call an electrician, but usually you're dreaming. I want to work on that. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's make that our goal. I mean, that sounds like a, a worthwhile quest. Yeah. You can live out so many fantasies you, and maybe in some of them you can fly. I mean. And you can control it. You almost, it almost be so good. You wouldn't want to be alive. You wouldn't want to live. You want to want to be awake. Like life would be very disappointing. Why do you always have to take it in such a dark direction? No, I'm just thinking of the cost. <laughs> if we're going to embark on this, we got to be careful. Okay. Okay. We're going to move on. All right. All right, this next question is from S. Dear Charlene and Andy, I'm dating a man who is significantly older than me. I'm newly 31 and he is 55 with two grown kids aged 19 and 21. Mm. We both live in the same city in a mountain west state. This has so far been the happiest I've been in a relationship and we've been together about six months. Mm. He is an amazing communicator, checks in with me and how I'm feeling all the time is affectionate and fun. Not to mention it is truly the best sex of my life. I actually had resigned myself to a mediocre sex life thinking something was wrong with me, but he has opened me up to the world of kink. And I've discovered so much with him about what really turns me on. I, this is an accidental I mean, look, theme in this episode. Old men are a resource that, that is not used enough, not tapped as much as it should be. I'm trying to enjoy it while it lasts, but worry that it's doomed to fail due to our age difference. We are in such different places in our lives. He's finished raising his family and plans to retire in a few years. I just finished grad school. I'm starting a new career and am undecided on whether I want kids one day. It would be impossible with him. He's done with all that. Not to mention that although I've introduced him to most of my friends who are all very happy for me and like him, I'm terrified to tell my mom. I know she would disapprove, but I hate keeping it from her. I've said I'll tell her when slash if we decide to get more serious and he's very understanding of this. Recently, he did say he's concerned that a long-term future for us isn't realistic. He worries about being an old man in 20 years, being wheeled around by his still young partner. He wants me to have everything I want in life, but knows there are some things he just can't give me due to the age difference. We talked and decided that while all these are valid potential future problems, they're not problems right now. 
We are still having fun together and want to enjoy being with each other and then face those potential problems as they come. But I still don't know what to do. Should I let this relationship play its course, express to him that I want to get more serious and take the plunge of telling my mom? Or should I wake up and realize that although it's fun right now, he is probably right in worrying that a future between us can't work? Should we break things off now before we're in too deep? S. And the title of the email is Doomed to Fail, Dating a Man 25 uh, Years Older. And I alluded to this email in our last Q&A, but I didn't feel yeah, ready to take yeah. it on. Like I needed to wow. marinate with this one. You really, this is a heavy one. And and I got, I have a lot of feelings about this. There's not going to be any clarity on this. No. But I'll say the following. Mm-hmm. I know a, a woman, it's a friend of my mom's. Okay. Who, when she was 25, married a 50-year-old man. Okay. Had an absolutely wonderful life with him, and he died when she was fifty-five. Okay, and she's been alone ever since. So she never remarried or anything. She never remarried, and she's upset, and she's not thrilled about it. She used to travel with him. She used to do all this stuff, and yeah, she's, yeah. she's sad. she invested thirty years, and I mean twenty-five to fifty-five are. I mean, those are qual. I don't want to say that some years are better than others, but those are really high quality years. They are. They're the they're the money years. Mm-hmm. And no, no offense to people who live to 110. But yeah, no I, offense I to people who are under you know, 25. Freewheeling yeah. years yeah, between yeah. 90 and 160. But <laughs> <laughs> that's the cautionary tale. And you know what? It isn't a cautionary tale because she has said that she was the most she would do wonderful to, time. Like she probably wouldn't do anything different. Did she have kids with them? They didn't. They did not. They did not. Okay. But. I think that in the end, it was a slight loss for her. I think in the end, she her glass was a little less full. But that's also not our place to say. Not my place yeah, to yeah. say. How, you, you said she's upset, but how do you know she's... She's talked about it to my okay. mother. Well, I mean, of course she's going to be upset, but... Look, this is what I'm saying. That's, that's kind of almost... A, an, that's like a footnote. What yeah. I really want to say here is that, generally speaking, if a man gave a woman that line, like, oh, I'm going to be too old one day, it's mm-hmm. not worth it, I would be like, ah, oh, that guy's a scumbag. But this guy, I think it's being 100% not only sincere, but like it's almost the ultimate sacrifice. Like I think he really actually loves her. I think so too. And I think he's saying like, I love you so much that I don't want to put you in this situation. I already had my life. I have my adult kids. You're young. Go enjoy your life. Even though I would love nothing more Mm -hmm. than to be with you happily forever. And as we touched on in the last Q&A, when there was another age difference question, no one wishes that he could be younger, most likely for her, but also in general, than him. Yeah. Like for of anyone course. who wants to call this guy a creep, yes, it's no. a, a huge age difference, but I bet you anything, if he could chop 10 years off his life, he would, you of know, course. in a heartbeat. They're, and also, they're both adults, by the way. It's not like yeah. he's 55 and she's 18. Well, that's, that's a crucial difference here. And I'm not, I don't mean to sound like I think that 25 years is a normal age difference because I think that is. They just, it's pro, it's bordering on problematic, it's, in yeah, my opinion. It's problematic. But she met him at 31. She's a full blown adult. That if makes, it's 21 and. Yeah, oh, no. Then I have issues. Yeah. And 46, I can do math. Yeah, there you then go. that's nice. different. But you said something in the last QA. You have to bear in mind, and this is tying into your story, yeah. about the back end of your life and what that's going to look like because it is likely. That he will die not only before you, but long before you. And that's a massive loss to go through. How long did she say they were dating? Six months? Yeah. Yeah. Six months. I, 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 as much as it 
hurts my heart because I do think I get the feeling they have a good thing. Yeah. I think that she needs to see this as like a beautiful short thing that happened. Both of them need to see this. And I think he sees it. He already sees it. And he does. I think he wouldn't have said that. She needs to go. She needs to, she, he needs to let her go, which he has. And she needs to accept it. They can have a relationship going forward. They can become great friends. They can become the best friends in the world. They could even continue some kind of, you know, romantic relationship Mm -hmm. on and off. But I do believe that she needs to move on with her life simply because I believe that regardless of what he said. But in this situation, I believe the real deciding factor is what he told her. He actually told her. He's like, listen, I don't think this is a great call for you. Why do you think that plays such a role? Because he's giving her the out. Mm. Yeah, he's not making it hard for her. No. So I'm hesitant to be like, you should end this. I don't want to ever tell anyone that they shouldn't be with someone, regardless of the age difference. But I will say, as someone who is in a relationship where the age difference is less than half of that... (laughs) <laughs> the creep in the room everyone that's a call back to Thank last week's much. q&a last week's last month's q&a i am acutely aware of the fact that it is more likely than not that you will die before me and that will be the most difficult thing that i go through and like the idea of that being doubled you is, is upsetting i it i don't is, know if i could handle of it. all the fears i have it is the most salient fear is the thought of you being alone because i died sooner than you like there's nothing that gives me more existential horror than that like my own death is meaningless compared to that horror so being less than half the age difference they have yeah i cannot imagine what he's going through thinking of that if he really 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 cares about her yes and he does and he easily could be the opposite he could be the guy's like oh you can't leave me yeah, i'm yeah. old like yeah, you yeah. don't you'll leave me yeah, nothing look after left me. Yeah, yeah yeah and like oh like lucky me i get to yeah. bone a th- you know a girl 25 exactly. years my junior i don't get yeah. the feeling he's that like he's you like want that. younger guys yeah, i'm too old what am i ugly am i disgusting yeah, yeah. he could he's be the opposite guilty. that's true that's true But we're glossing over, we're focusing a lot on the age difference and not enough on the fact that it's only six months in. I think that this is an extremely sex forward, really. And don't get me wrong, those relationships serve a purpose. I'm not disregarding this I think this will be one of the most important relationships she'll ever have in her life. Totally. And when I look back to the relationships that really opened my eyes from a sexual standpoint, in the moment, like six months in, you're like... This is it. I found it. I found the holy grail. I am marrying this person and we're good to go. You're talking about me, right? (laughs) But you know, sometimes you'll have a relationship where it's like really formative. It helps you define that you want to be gagged to call back to that earlier question. You know, things that you find someone who will open those doors that you're too afraid to open or too ashamed or embarrassed to open. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that person is who you should marry and spend your life with. No. It's a chapter. It's an important chapter. Yes. Not unlike the chapter of the rat book where where the humans (laughs) go extinct from Instagram. Yes. In the book of your life, the, the textbook, I know for me, I dated someone for under a year who in the beginning I was like, I'm marrying this guy. You know what I mean? Sure. Everybody does. But he was, he made me feel less shame in the bedroom and he served a purpose that cannot be underestimated and he was also fun like a lot of things she's saying about him she's described him as you know she's never been so comfortable all these things 
But I would be wary, S, of confusing that with life partner material. Mm -hmm. And I don't even mean to be talking about his, like, I'm making a point of not talking about his age because I think it's really important for you when contemplating going deeper into this and telling your mom and just kind of getting more wrapped up in this and making it harder to extricate yourself, I would consider what the relationship with him as a human and your lifestyles and being at such different points in your life looks like separate from the euphoria you feel in being with him, especially like how, how you feel you're coming into your own with him. That is very powerful. Absolutely. But that doesn't make that person your perfect life partner. And I would say this too. There are people out there. There are 31 year old women who can be with a 55 year old man for however long it lasts till one of them kicks the bucket, most likely him, but I'm just saying they can do it and they can be perfectly happy and it can serve whatever purpose they're looking for. Mm -hmm. They're strong enough to just be like, I'm going to deal with that. I can deal with it. I know myself. Mm -hmm. Like I can live with that and move on. Some people are strong like that. I'm not, I couldn't do that. But what I'm saying is, is that there are people out there who I think this could work for in some way, Mm -hmm. regardless of how fast he died. I mean, it's morbid, <laughs> but like, I don't know how else to say that. But my point is this. Once again, we have the luxury of knowing that she wrote into a podcast about this. Mm-hmm. And if you're a 31-year-old dating a 55-year-old man with two grown kids and you're writing into a podcast about the age difference, my guess is you should probably think of this as a chapter and not the book. But? Okay, well, I don't okay. have a but. Uh, okay. But I don't want to give like hard advice once again. So S, this is one of those classic cases where the conversation should serve as food for thought. I don't want it to be like, you should do this. You should end it. Or you should tell your mom, don't tell your mom. That's We've said last week that age is just a number. And I think it is for the Mm. most part Mm. in terms of compatibility. But there's more to choosing who you shack up with for life than just compatibility. Yeah. And everything's just a number, by the way. Everything. (laughs) You love making things numbers. Everything is a number. Okay, S. I hope that conversation helped. Once again, I don't want it to be hard advice. It's just a conversation. Yeah. No judgment either way. But I got to say, if I were her mom, I also wouldn't be thrilled. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, God. I was like shitting bricks telling my mom about you. Yeah. Her mom's going to write into Dear Shandy and be like, hi, I'm a mother of someone who wrote into Dear Shandy and the advice you gave them is making me not like Dear Shandy. Okay, I think we answered that one, except we didn't. We just talked about it. It was just a conversation. And I think that's a wrap, Andy. That's the end. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. It's just right there or there. It's close. It's really easy to find. It depends where you're The subscribe button is red. Also very easy to find. Uh, Tell your friends, leave us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and reviews, and generally do all the things that you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. And that's a wrap for this Q&A. Q&A number 25, by the way. Oh, that's a milestone. Yeah, it is. Quarter century. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye.